Hey everybody, it's John. I wanted to remind you that we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Over there on Patreon, Mitch and I discuss subjects concerning movies and television and just about anything else we want to talk about. So uh, if you want to come over there, you can subscribe for $2 a month for one episode or $5 a month for every episode at patreon.com forward slash alien minute. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are examining James Cameron's aliens in short, controlled bursts. I'm Mitch Bryan. And I'm John Engel, and today we're talking about Minute 135, which begins with Newt looking lovingly upon her new mother, Ripley, as they lay down for a long slumber, which will allow them to travel peacefully through the cosmos and wake up unharmed to live a long, prosperous life on Earth. And it ends with the end of the movie. It ends with H.R. Giger's credit. This minute does, but as we've told it. everyone, we're not talking yeah, about all the credits. What, I'm just saying that's where this minute, in, I just thought it, it does, was nice. You're right. I thought it was just nice timing that that's whose yes. name is on at the end of Dead this Dead center minute. of the screen, Dead too. It's not screen. even like some random. Yeah. It seems as though it was uh, placed there for uh, the end of the minute to punctuate the fact. I mean, it's so, much, so much of the birth of this whole thing is H.R. Giger, right? Like, we know that there's the script. We know Dan O'Bannon. We know Guyler and Hill. Um, but we know Ridley Scott came along. We know it really took off once the creature was was figured out and the Giger designs and the things that inspired the real look that we ended up having. And as we said at the end of Alien Minute, when we talked about the movie Alien, the big takeaway, the iconic image, is that alien. That's the thing. So it's kind of, it, it makes sense that our last... You know, the minute would end with the credit of H.R. Giger. Uh, he was not directly involved in this film. He was not part of the crew, but he does get a big isolated credit here. I mean, he's not, he's the only one on the screen, right? Pretty much, yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. So it's nice. It's cl- I'm glad. I, I don't think James Cameron ever uh, begrudged the influence of H.R. Giger. I just think it didn't. It was really more of a scheduling thing, right? Right. I mean, the bottom line, maybe that I think. People have said other things about, you know, maybe him not being all that into doing another movie or whatever, I, another alien movie at least. And I don't know. To me, a lot of it sounds more like he, he was pol- working on. He did Poltergeist 3, right? Or was yeah. it 2? Well, he came back and worked on. Didn't he come back and work on Alien? He did other movies. movies so. But he did yeah. other movies. It's just, to me, the uh, what it sounds like to me is that he was working on another movie. Right. And didn't have time to do this. So they used his designs and to great effect, I think, and they added something to it and. I don't know if he would have approved of all the changes, but, I mean, he was the impetus of it, and I think they did a pretty good job of taking his yeah. ideas and running forward with yeah. it. Well, we start with a, a new closer shot of Newt, because we've been doing sort of a traditional shot, reverse shot up to that point. And um, so a new angle of Newt, you know, getting ready to go to sleep, and back to this reverse as Ripley stands, and then we resol- we dissolve into this shot of the two of them, Mm-hmm. sleeping together and for the first time ever i noticed that it's a freeze frame yeah and what's really weird is that okay fair enough it's a freeze frame i i never noticed it so it's a very well done freeze frame and then it dissolves into closer on their sleeping faces and that's a freeze frame too yep. <laughs> it's like they're not rolling it's so weird uh, so that's your final freeze frame and then as these credits roll 
we hear Cacciatorian's Guyane, the Adagio, which is in 2001 yep. and which is kind of quoted by um, a little bit. I mean, they say it's quoted by James Horner. It's also a little bit quoted by uh, by Goldsmith and Alien. I mean, there's this mm-hmm. real clear connection to 2001, like it or not, rip it off or not. It's it's there. I like hearing it. I it's don't beautiful. have any problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at all. I think we probably talked about it. It's been so long now. I don't remember exactly what we had to say about it in the very first, was it the first minute or second minute when this music kicks in? But uh, uh, at the beginning. But uh, it sounds good to my ear. It fits the movie. It gives right. me, it evokes something that I like. So why wouldn't I like it? So I'm all for it. And it's a nice way to end the movie. It, it's similar to. Um, Shoot, I'm forgetting. Who who do we close on? Uh, who's the composer we Howard close Hansen. on? Howard Hanson. Howard Hanson, thank you. It's it's similar. It feels similar. Yeah. Uh, it's a nice kind of drifting off into slumber sort of feeling that we got at the end of Alien. So it's it's Cameron going back and kind of tapping back into the alien ideas that, uh, that he, you know, what he witnessed from there. And he didn't change a whole lot here. He just went... Grabbed another composer's work, or, or I guess you no. Know, Horner actually did this, right? I think he did. Yeah, I, think I he mean, just... it's just the Horner re, kind of re-recording the piece, but um, it's a good way to close the movie. I like it. Yeah. Should we say something about the producer of this movie? Galen Hurd. I, you know, somebody. Her name has definitely come up from time to time on the show, but we found it. I found it difficult to like insert her into minutes. It was kind of. I know there was the one, the, a couple of minutes where she's. Uh, She's uh, shimping for for Vasquez or whatever, uh, but honestly, I kind of skipped past that. I, don't, I I I wasn't. I don't know. Maybe that's again some of that minutia that gets by me sometimes, or that I'm, I don't find particularly interesting to talk about. But th- those are the only times I could think of to talk about Galleon Heard. But we don't want to diminish her con- contribution here. She was. Um, she's a great producer. She's done a lot of good work. She's she came up through New World Pictures with Corman, so maybe met Cameron because it would be about the same time. Started her own production company, produced uh, Terminator with Cameron, correct? Right. And um, apparently, based on that, not only did they decide to work together further, but they got married. So uh, her contribution to Cameron's early career is it can't be diminished at all. Like, obviously, she had a lot uh, to do, a lot to say in the, in the production of, the first, of his first two films. See, I feel bad having to ask this question. Didn't she also produce at the Abyss, and that was their falling out? I think so. Yeah, so she she I actually did. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, folks, sorry, I, I might have missed that uh, in my research, but I'm remembering. I think that that's where their falling out occurred was during the production of the Abyss, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so she's obviously one of those great. They were this great power couple, as they called them in Hollywood in the '80s. But she, on her her own has done a lot of great work in Hollywood. And uh, it's hard for me to say what exactly she contributed to this movie. I, you know, it's not the kind of stuff, you know, they talk about it a little bit. Her and Stan Winston do the commentary together. You can tell she was an integral in the decision-making oh, yeah. of the effects. She was, she, was, she was on set producing the movie. Absolutely. And I think that, um, and producing is always such a, a elusive title because so many different producers, so many do so many different things on movies. And certainly these days, when you look at your average studio production, you might see eight producers, ten producers, because everybody has a different piece of that action. Somebody has the rights to the underlying source material, and somebody's assigned by 
the company controlling the underwriting source material, and then somebody's assigned by the studio, and then somebody's a line producer, and then somebody's a post-production producer, and then somebody's got a producing partner with one of the stars, and somebody's a producing partner with one of the directors. And so, you know, the, no. you just you just never know exactly who does what. But one of the things that we do know about Gail Ann Hurd is, is she is a nuts and bolts producer. She is physically involved with the production of the motion picture. And... Um, and those are those are good producers to have. Yep. And you know, whatever whatever contributions she makes on the set, they have uh, reaped fruit of good films. Like she she tends to work on solid films. So uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Galen Hurd. Feel like that she might have been overlooked as the show went on. So uh, good job. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Godspeed. Godspeed, Galen Hurd. Um. Who else do we want to talk about, man? I'll tell you. I feel like kind of we, we got on the the whole point of, kind of doing this minute by minute is that you get to talk about all the people and the things that they do during the production of the movie. And so when yeah. you get to the end, if what you have to do is go through the credits and read off names, I'm, I'm not I'm not down for that, man. Yeah, I'm not really into that. We did a little bit of that last uh, with Alien, but I think we kind of didn't feel like it was necessary then either. I mean, we like, we can't possibly talk about every grip. And I don't want to play the game. I know a lot of shows play the game of going through the credits and kind of coming up with stuff to say about people's names or whatever. I don't want to do that. What are the movies they did and all that stuff, you mean? No, like literally it's like some people look up, like find people that have the same name as them or whatever. Just I think there's an obligation that some people have to actually go through the entire credits, and, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I understand that. I don't have it, especially when we can end the show on a Friday. <laughs> We'd have to do a Monday and Tuesday episode, which would fall on Christmas Day and so on. I think well, it would be silly to do that just for the credits. So uh, really, the show is kind of going to end on this odd kind of loose note, I think, where Mitch and I are just going to talk. And we we had this penultimate episode yesterday that actually ended up uh, containing a lot of the stuff I was going to talk about today. So, But what's what's ahead for you or us or this um, this 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 process that we're involved in of looking at movies. Well, you know, there's the, there's possibility of a, um, of another, uh, of an alien three show. I won't say I'm not going to do it. That's an absolute, that's absolutely, um, set in stone. I will not be doing it myself. I don't think I have in- the interest in doing any more, uh, movies by minute shows. Now that's not to say there won't be another show coming up. It would probably be in a different feed. It'd probably be a totally different thing. But um, I I do like the podcasting. I think I'm ready to move on from the rigidity of the movies by minute thing. But there's some other ideas. We we might have talked about it a little bit yesterday, or like hatched some ideas yesterday that are now swimming around my mind. But I've got a few, so I don't know. I think I'm certainly going to take a break from editing podcasts for a while. Yeah, and uh, and maybe think about what's really the best idea and how to approach launching it without launching it in a way that it could have maybe even a little bit more impact than the show's had. I, 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 I would get say, it, something out there. Don't cancel your feed or don't cancel no. your subscription to this, to alien minute, because I think there will be supplemental, uh, episodes yeah. here and there dealing with, um, either, either films that are coming out or some retrospective stuff, films that might tend tangentially, ten, oh, whoa, whoa, try that again. Films that might tangentially connect with alien. Yeah. Or aliens, so there's um, there's there's stuff in the works. Yeah, and 
yeah, like you said, don't cancel your feed. There's going to be stuff. It might even occasionally be me. Um, I've thought about this a few times. I didn't want to add anything to my workload, to be honest. But there might be a time or two where I might do sort of just a, a audio blog about a movie like that I've seen. Who knows? Uh, if that's not interesting to you, I'll throw it out there to, to people and say, you know, I'll try a couple of these. And if you guys aren't into it, that's cool, too. I just The feed will be active. It just won't be a daily thing. So keep it open. Uh, stuff will pop up. And Jason Heck and I have done some genre explorations um, that we're probably going to be editing and, and putting those out at some point down the line as well. Right. You might. That, that may be, it'll probably be under some off-kilter umbrella would be my guess. Yeah. So it might not necessarily be in the, there might, there will be things that will pop up in the Alien Minute feed with that, but then there will be a new feed created for that because it will be its own thing, but it will be under the off-kilter productions uh, uh, umbrella. But we'll see. We got to still do some work on that and figure out exactly how to launch that. And uh, hopefully. so, hopefully, we'll keep that um, the Facebook group alive, and mm-hmm. people will still continue contributing things that have to do with alien or aliens, one way or another. It's it's and discussions and suggestions and all that good stuff. We are definitely um, not going away. We just might be taking a little break and coming back in a different form. Yep. Well. Where are we at? <laughs> I think that's about it. Uh, I don't. I don't feel like I have much else to say. It's been either. a great run. It's. I've really enjoyed this process. And thank you so much for everybody for hanging in with us and yeah. and, and listening to to both shows. Uh, it's been. We've met some really terrific people through this process, and and certainly, uh, you know, the guys at Star Wars Minute have been incredibly generous to give us the format. And, yep. And I know you guys all. There was a there was a convention of minute by minute podcasters this this past summer, and that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, I believe we are looking forward to doing part two of the Movies by Minutes uh, gathering, convention, whatever you want to call it, in Denver, I believe, in August, I believe. All of this is pretty much the idea, oh, but it's not that. all set that's in stone. A, I, that's, good to, that's good to know about. It might be Labor Day weekend in Denver um, this coming Labor Day weekend. So think about it, folks. You know, if anybody's within reach of... Denver or anybody wants to like start saving money it was so much fun last year and maybe we'll uh one of the things we'll do is since that'll be you know eight months after the show ended maybe there'll be an alien minute of some kind like uh, as a live show for that so I, I can't promise anything but the certainly the programming's not uh, even begun to be scheduled and that might be an idea for something so if, if anybody's interested in Eric Moore if you want to start saving your money to fly out uh, from England. <laughs> that would be awesome. Check out the Mile High City of Denver. Uh, you should. It's a, it's a great town, too, actually. I lived in Denver for a while, and I loved it, and I still visit often. So I'm happy that it's going to be there. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be fun. I bet it'll be huge this year because last year was much bigger than we thought, and I think we've already added some 40 shows since that convention. Oh, my gosh. So we're approaching. Uh, there, there's no way it won't be at 100 by then. There's no way. The, the rate of growth, we've gone up to something over 80 shows now, I think. So 100 is pretty likely by the time uh, we get there. So imagine the possibilities of people being there. And it, and it was just a fun, friendly gathering uh, that, that I had no negative experience with whatsoever. It was actually a really great time. So uh, there, I'm shilling that for the Movies by Minutes community. Well, again, yeah, go to moviesbyminutes.com too. Look for other shows that you want to listen to on, on this format. The aforementioned, I mentioned Godfather Minute yesterday, a great show to listen to. Star Wars Minute, of course. 
other friends of the show. Scott Corelli uh, did the entire, and Nick Jimenez, they did the entire uh, Back to the Future trilogy. They're now doing the Edgar Wright Cornetto films. That's a lot of fun. Um, not to leave anybody out, but those are just some that pop into my mind right now. So go over there and check them out and find your favorite movie and start following. If you like the show, follow it all the way through. So we will be back. We just don't know exactly when or where, but we will, uh, we will be back. That's going to do it for Alien Minute, guys. Thank you so much, and uh, look for us again in your feed. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.